0: I'm Lena van Tolberg for Biz News There's an initiative in Hout Bay in the Western Cape to crochet plastic bags into shopping and beach bags and it's putting bread on the table of households in the area Local resident Rochin Leroux is behind the Rebag Reuse initiative and we have her here in the business News virtual studio Rochin, where did this idea come from?
1: Afternoon Linda and thank you for the opportunity. It was actually born from the pandemic and during lockdown when all of us had to go back and find our old hobbies and mine being knitting and crocheting. But there's only so many blankets that you can actually crochet from wool and I get bored quite easily. <laughs> so I was looking for new challenges and new ways to, to crochet. And one morning when I went running, when the lockdown was slightly less severe, I saw a plastic bag and something in my memory somewhere reminded me of seeing ladies, housekeepers and nannies years ago um, during their tea breaks and lunch breaks, crocheting the most beautiful mats and things out of plastic shopping bags. So I thought, let me see if I can't also get that right. And the first few that I tested and played with were disastrous, I won't lie. But again, being up for a challenge, I found a way of cutting the bags into strips. And lo and behold, it worked. It was very, very exciting to see how the the plastic got transformed into another plastic bag. Um, I've actually started off with shopping bags, and that's still one of the key ranges that we have at the moment.
0: So how did you get the local ladies involved in crocheting?
1: During lockdown, um, as I said, I with, with this crocheting, I also thought, I think there's you know opportunities with other people creating a, a sli- small income for themselves. But as I was thinking about this, not really paying too much attention to the, I mean, there's lots of things that you think about during a lockdown. Somebody that I had met some time ago in the harbour, she saw me crocheting one day and she said, wouldn't I mind teaching some of the ladies, there's a group of ladies in, at the Half the Harbour, how to crochet, and I said with the greatest of pleasure, and I met up with them, and then showed them also how to actually repurpose old T-shirts and things, but also how to repurpose empty bread bags, how to cut it and how to crochet it. And it was just wonderful to see the excitement that these ladies had with, with being able to transform plastic into different products as well. And that's where it slowly but surely started. And one of the key things when it comes to crocheting, it can be so frustrating while you're busy crocheting something and your material's finished. So what, we have now got three ladies that actually help to cut the plastic. So any soft, clean plastic, they cut into the beautiful strips for us. And then we can repurpose that into different products.
0: So what is the stories of the ladies involved and how did this change their income?
1: These ladies just inspire me on a daily basis and i just had so many lessons i learned from them. They're just incredible. The first one is Seta Adams. She lives in the harbor and she had not been employed for three years and her cousin actually was one of the ladies that got me involved initially. And when I asked Maureen, who was a lady, Who can who can perhaps cut this for us? She told me about Seta. Now, Seta didn't really know that she was being signed up for this. So she got these plastic bags to cut. And she said to me the other day, you know what, I had such a dim view when Maureen asked me to cut this for me, uh, to cut the plastic. But you know what, I thought, let me just do it. And then when she got paid that first time after cutting the plastic, and realizing for the first time in three years, tonight she can actually go and buy bread for the family and not be dependent on a Sasa grant. It was just this moment of realizing there's more to it, and then also just seeing her self-confidence to grow as she got more plastic to cut, uh, getting out of her shell, and she's now being full-time employed as well. So... Um, She's not cutting for us at the moment, but it's just wonderful to see the growth of of Seta and how she's grown. But the other day, the other story I'd love to share with you is of Jane Hoffman. Mm -hmm. She's also a lady from the harbour and Mm -hmm. she's a grandmother of two. And she very proudly shared with me the other day that her granddaughter has just finished matric, grade 12. And she is so happy that she's now going to go, Jane's going to go and buy some data for her her granddaughter so that she can go and apply to nursing colleges. And often we think it's just an empty piece of plastic bread bag. If you throw away, it's a piece of rubbish. But repurposing it into another product, another bag, it's helping these ladies to be able to buy essentials, to be able to put bread on the table. And it's not just a piece of waste. So, ultimately, we're also keeping it from the landfill, from our oceans. There's just so many different aspects of this project that it's touching.
0: Yeah, because it's plastic, it's strong, and it will last.
1: It's so durable. Somebody told me the other day, they didn't actually realize how durable it is. And I must have, admired, mine that I made for myself, I intended to use it as a shopping bag. I actually use it for everything. <laughs> and it's really? still going strong. Another lady the other day, she commutes for, between provinces from work. And she said to me that it's still going strong. And I actually saw it and I couldn't believe it. She uses it every single day. And it's still perfectly, perfectly going very strongly. So <laughs> very happy to have seen that.
0: How is the Hout Bay community supporting you?
1: The community are incredible. The households are collecting all of their soft plastic for us and we have a centralised point at the Fiddlesticks Haberdashery who's very, very kindly collecting the bags for us. We've got a number of restaurants who have toasted sandwiches and they keep all of their empty bread bags for us. Also six pack wrappers, some of the restaurants keep that for us. And it's just been incredible. The hairdresser keeps their aprons for us. And even in Woodstock, the neighborhood old age home, they have a feeding scheme. And they keep all of their bread bags for us. So they're also actually a beneficiary of sales of our bags. So whenever we sell a bag, a percentage goes to a lady that crochets it, who cuts it, and to a local charity. And Noah is one of the recipients of the funds that come through from the sales.
0: And do South Africans want to buy these bags?
1: They are incredibly supportive. I think what's important just to keep in mind, it does take about eight hours. It's a full day's work to make one bag. And that doesn't include cutting it. And there's about 30 empty bread bags that goes into one bag. So there's actually quite a lot of work that goes into it. Um, But we have also seen that the international guests, tourists, love these bags. It's great gifts. I'm very thrilled that some of these bags have made their way to Las Vegas and Hamburg and Germany, to Switzerland. So it's slowly but surely really taking off. And we're only eight months into this project, so I'm very, very grateful for all the support that we're seeing with this initiative.
0: How many ladies are involved in this project at the moment?
1: There's currently 11. Three ladies are cutting for us, and then there's eight, there are eight ladies who crochet. But they're all actually good in their own spare time as well for an additional income. So it's not they're not fully employed, they're not full time employed at all. It is just extra pocket money for them to be able to to supplement their their current incomes.
0: Where do you want to grow this to? Are you planning to add more ladies or more products?
1: Definitely. I think there's so many opportunities, there's so much talent that we have and specifically in Africa. So the immediate next step, we are looking at Pretoria. I actually have a crochet in a in Pretoria. And then definitely to see how can we expand this into the rest of Africa. Um, we have the most amazing continent. We have the most amazing talent. And it's definitely one of those big, hairy, audacious goals of expanding it. But first, want to make sure that I get it right, that we get the pilot right here in Bay.
0: What's nice about the project is not only that it's creating jobs, but it's also taking plastic that would have landed in landfills or in the sea out of the system.
1: Definitely. It's insane. If you just think of how much plastic there is generated, it's just absolutely crazy. And you know, you really do start asking, do you really need so much plastic? It's crazy. So it's, I'm really glad that we could find some small way of just repurposing it.
0: You are also on Backer Buddy. How is Backer Buddy supporting this initiative?
1: So it's part of raising funds for this initiative. It really is key from a transparency point of view, but also to find ways to supplement the funds for this project so that we can get more crocheters involved, get more cutters involved. The next thing is actually to get people involved to help with sorting the plastic to see it as a, not something that's, that needs to be thrown away, but that can actually be created into something beautiful. So to create more funds for that, it's the Back & Buddy project, is I set myself another big data goal, which is a slightly shorter term for this year, is to run 100 10Ks. So I'm currently on number 13. So if anybody is yeah. willing to sponsor a, a 10K at, at a time, it is the there's a back-and buddy link that I'll happily share um, to have a look at that.
0: Well thank you Rahindau from Bay for sharing this project with us and um, thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for the opportunity Linda appreciate it